for the peddlers that rabbit that live. Though so it now to fall aside and tips down to fall at the right hand. The peddlers reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the most high, your dwelling place. No harm will come to you, no plague will come near your tent. For he is his concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against his You will thread on the lion and cobra. You will trample the young lion and serpent. Because he lovingly devoted to me, I will deliver him, I will exalt him, because he knows me. Too. When he calls out to me, I will enter. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him my heart. I will satisfy him with a long, long life and show him my salvation. Thank you. That is false not Amen. 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 We would ask everybody to, um, other than the person that might read for me, to put your phones on mute now. Thank you. Amen. Put your phones on mute. Amen. All right. The first scripture we're going to go to tonight. Uh, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we ask you, God, tonight that you would hide me behind the cross, God, that we would hear a word from the Lord, God, not from Glenda, but from God. God, use these lips of clay that we honor you with your glory and your majesty. Honor us with your special touch tonight from glory. Hide us, cleanse us, wash us, but God, just don't hear spirit away from us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Okay. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to turn to the book of Proverbs, number verse, um, Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. Fourth chapter and the 23rd verse. Proverbs 4. 23rd verse. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 4. 23rd verse. To keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The issues of life. Amen. That's our thought for tonight, that the issues of life. Amen. God's asking us to keep thine heart with diligence. That the heart is a wellspring of desires and decisions. Amen. And so he wants us to be that way. So we won't be controlled by the issues of 
our heart. Amen. The heart is defined as sometimes generally as the physical heart, but we're not talking about the physical heart. Greek word um, cardio, like cardiology. Amen. But we're talking about the inner heart, the inner man that makes decisions. Um, some of it talk about the brain, but is the spirit man that we're concerned about. There are different kinds of situations in the heart itself. It might be the knowledge or the faculties of the heart, the things that you do, that the heart, the how we ponder things or we think things in our heart, uh, uh, that our heart is also the center of our emotions. Amen. And finally, the heart is the center of our actions, our beliefs, our thoughts, our strategies, the heart decisions that we go through in our lifetime. Sometimes our heart uh, hurts, not physically hurting, but the heart because of situations that we go through in our life. And when we don't give our lives to Christ and are not totally committed and sitting in his will, then become, comes a situation of that we have no regenerated heart. We have not given ourselves totally into Christ. But tonight we're just going to talk about the issues that we have in our heart. Amen. Now, so now I want you to turn to uh, the book of Samuel. Amen. The book of Samuel. It will be Samuel 2, the 11th chapter. Samuel 2, the 11th chapter talking about the issues of our hearts, beginning with Proverbs 4.23. Hallelujah. That's how sometimes we can speak things out of your mouth and whatever is in your heart that's coming out through your mouth. And what they're speaking in their mouth is what's really in their heart. So we have to be concerned about the issues of our heart is our ish, our heart issues lining up with the word of God. Amen. And then this chapter, the second chapter of Second uh, Samuel, the eleventh chapter. This is a very familiar chapter uh, in the Bible about uh, David and Bathsheba, and there was heart issues with the king. This is the king at an early age, um, destroyed a mighty warrior, uh, took him out. And the reputation was so when David was the king, they would often remind him that he was the king and he destroyed a great giant. This is the king that 
danced out of his clothes honoring God. This is the same king that took battles and destroyed whole villages. This is the king that was the seventh child, and that was the child that he told him to go out and look. There must be another child, the prophet said. Um, So the issues of our lives now sometimes run rampant in our lives. Even today's society, there's issues in our lives concerning our families, issues in our lives concerning our children, issues in our lives of this COVID-19, issues in our life uh, with countries, wars. The Bible says um, in Matthew 23, wars and rumors of wars, hunger, devastation. There are issues in our lives in this whole world today. And this issue in this particular chapter in Second Samuel, the 11th chapter, talks about the issues concerning David as he looked over and he saw a beautiful woman. Amen. And it wasn't that she wasn't beautiful. She was beautiful, but the issue was the king fell in love with a beautiful woman that was did not belong to him. This is the same king that said David was a man after heart, uh, God's own heart. So how can this same man that said he was a man after God's own heart but continuously sin? But God knows why. God allows things to happen. We don't know why God does it, but God does it because he is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God more than enough. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Therefore, we must understand that God does what he wants to when he gets ready. For there is nothing happens except God allows. Even, for example, when the sons of God came to entertain God and Job, God, uh, God said to the uh, to the devil that have you considered my son Job? Therefore, God knows what He's doing. God honor His word. God honor His name. So God knows what He was going to do in the case of David, the king. The king was the master. The king was the controller. The king. Uh, whatever he spoke, people had to do because he was the king. He was large and in charge. He was the master teacher. He was the man that everything had to run through. Well, the same David that, again, took out a giant had the king's heart and the king's spirit. But the, but God, the, the devil intervened and saw the opportunity to intervene. Amen. So I'm going to read a little bit, and then we'll talk about it. Starting at, amen, the second um, chapter, the 11th verse. Amen. Amen. Um, We're going to start at the second verse. And it came to pass. And the evening that David arose from his bed, 
and walked upon the roof of the kingdom's house and found a roof, and he saw a woman washing herself and a woman washing herself, beautiful to look upon. Third verse. And David sent an inquiry after the woman, and one said, Is it not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, and the wife of Uriah? So this lets us know that the king knew he was looking at. So there was no doubt that the king just wanted her for himself. One, the enemy spotted a prey. The enemy just allowed God to use him for a purpose. So he realized what he was doing. Amen. And the first, the fourth verse says this, And David sent a messenger and took her. Amen. And she came into him, and he laid with her, for she was purified from her uncleanliness and returned unto her house. So here the king of all the women in the kingdom called a woman that was not his. So the enemy is using him. And because if the king calls you, you have to respond or sometimes you'll be put to death. And so the woman came down and laid with the king, King David, and she conceived. Amen. Verse 5. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And verse 6 says, And David sent to Job a job, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And David sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah came unto David and demanded of him how Jabe did and how the people did in the war and how the war was prospering. So here now the king's making small talk, knowing that he slept with his wife, knew it was against the will of God, but the enemy was using the king. So uh, the enemy can use anybody, whether it's the king, whether it's the prophet, if it's the evangelist. The enemy will use anybody. He will use anybody to do anything if one day uh, they allow themselves to be used. And David said to Uriah down to the house and said, uh, he said, wash your feet. Uriah, in other words, now Uriah, God, they're telling him, now wash your feet. Anytime you come into a new place or you come into a, a new environment, it was one of the customs at that time that you would wash your feet, representing purity. You're purifying your feet. You're purifying your spirit because you're now moved from the battlefield into another 
place of of sitting. Amen. And so verse 9 says, But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all of the servants of his lord and went not down to his house. Well, now the enemy um, didn't think the husband was going to have that kind of integrity. Uh, if you search the history of you, Uriah, Uriah had integrity. Uriah uh, worked with these gentlemen, and he decided I was going to honor uh, the people that I was on the battlefield with. I wouldn't feel right going into my own house and, and having sex with my own wife when, when there are other people out suffering. There are other people that are going without. Those are people uh, because I'm a part of this army. I'm attached to we're going to live for the Lord. And, and, and so we have to stand together, fight together, pray together, stay together. So he decided, Uriah, that he was not going to lie down uh, with his wife without the other men having comfort with their wives. That was integrity. That was love of God. There was love of integrity. Sometimes it's hard to find people with integrity. They'll stand your face and lie straight to you because people don't have integrity. But it's not about trying to be a goody two-shoes, but it's about having the integrity and the love of God to know whether or not somebody's around you that you're going to stand and believe whatever the Word says. Amen. Hallelujah. So we must have integrity at all times because God's looking at everything we do. God's listening to everything we say. Um, once, especially when we are now confessing that we are believers within the body of Christ, we are, when we're confessing it, then you know what? We must possess it. We cannot say one thing and do another because God is looking at us. When nobody knows or nobody believes, we have to only believe and trust that whatever God says and do, he knows. There's nothing. The Bible says there's nothing hidden under the sun. The under, sun the, under the sun means the earth. The, the moon, the stars, the stratospheres, everything under the earth, in the earth, around the earth. So every time we do something, everything we, we do, God knows everything about it. Nothing hidden under the sun. And apparently David, David didn't believe that. Otherwise, he would not have tried to hide all of these sins from him. Amen. But because um, Uriah had integrity, he didn't go to sleep with his wife. He actually turned around and went back outside and slept on the ground with his fellow comrades. That, again, is integrity. 
And by the next day, um, um, Uriah goes back to, to the king. The king begins to talk to him and say, well, what happened? Paraphrasing, Uriah told him, O king, I cannot go back and have comfort with my wife. And we are standing together, fighting together. For the Lord liveth that I will not be that kind of people. We must be one of those for the Lord liveth people. We must have integrity. We must stand together, fight together, love together, because we are his people. The Bible says we are the sheep of his pasture, and we walk together in this journey for Christ. Amen. Um, And uh, it talks about the ark. Verse 11, it says that Uriah said unto David that the ark and Israel and Judah abide under the tent. In other words, as long as those tents out there that are representing Christ, my Lord, he says that the servants of the Lord, Jade, and the servants of my Lord are encamped in an open field. Amen. I shall then go and know no more in my house to eat or to drink, and to lie with my wife. As thou livest, as my soul liveth, I will not do this. So now you've got two attempts to deceive. The enemy will deceive you. The deceit, the, 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 that he, that's what he is. He is the great deceiver. He will deceive you openly. He will deceive you unknowingly. He will deceive you with your thoughts. He will deceive you with everything because there is a war in the spirit between good and evil, a war against right and wrong, a war against the things of God, and a war against the enemy to pull down, destroy, to annihilate. There will always be this war until Christ come back. I often talk about little things by myself, the little things that I will do. Uh, and there's a war going on my, in my members, Paul says. There's a warring in, the, in our members, our inner man. Whether we want to do wrong or right, whether we want to eat a lot of candy or we know we're on a diet, a, a war between what I say, whether I say something nice or whether I say something not so good, whether there's always going to be a war in this body that we have, our earth suits. I call these our earth suits. Well, as long as we're in this earth suits, there are going to be wars. There are going to be frustrations. There are going to be battles in our minds, battles in our spirits, battles with our children, battles with our husbands, battles with our cousins, our ins, our outs, everything, because we're going, there's a war going on in our minds and our spirits to take control. And we have to realize who is in control of our lives. 
are. Is God is in control of our lives when we give our lives to Christ? Or the enemy will take control of our lives, especially after we confess uh, Christ the King. Again, we will always going through those kinds of battles. Well, Uriah has sworn by God and his own self that he will not take comfort. If there's a tent out there representing Christ, I will not take any more comforts until this battle won. And that's what we have to do as a people of God, that we must we must take that kind of attitude, that we will stand together and fight, whether it's on our knees in prayer, whether in accessory prayer, whether it's just doing something for people that need help, we must continue to fight for right in Jesus Christ. But the enemy was being, the enemy was using by David at this time for evil. He was a king, had power. He has authority. He had resources. He could declare and decree anything it had uh, it had to be done. We have to be careful when we take on the authority of God and then we walk any old kind of way. We have to be careful when we take on the authority of God then we don't do what God calls us to do. We have to be careful with the things of God because we will not die when we, until we, things that we put out will come back. For the Bible says that, for uh, uh, the Bible tells us that we shall, me, Glenda, everybody, we shall reap what we sow. So we must be careful when we walk in the authority of God and we do the things that God has called us to do because it will come back to us in a lot of ways. He doesn't tell us how it's coming back, but he says it's coming back. Well, here is David trying to get away with sneaky stuff, thinking God would allow him to get away with. Okay. Now, here's the third thing. Okay. Verse 12, it says, And David said to Uriah, Terry, that means wait, here, this day, um, tomorrow, and I will let thee depart. I'll let you go back to the battle. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem. Jerusalem means peace. Um, that day and tomorrow, 13th verse says, And when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him. And he made him Hallelujah, to drink. At evening he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of the Lord, but went not down into his house. Well, here King David calls him again and says, well, come on in tomorrow and let's have a drink. Okay? Let's have a drink. Whether it's spiritual drinking or drinking like a bar that you know is full of liquor or other things. 
David was again trying to entice Uriah, man of God who integrity, man who had sworn by God that he wasn't going to uh, go back and enter into his wife's womb until the battle was over. So he tries to entice him to get drunk and to go back again and to sleep with his wife. Well, the enemy again is using King David. And Uriah goes back to where his people were, and he lies down again. Amen. Verse 4 says this, And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Jabe, J-O-B, and sent it by the hand of Uriah. Amen. So after those things didn't happen uh, effectively for David because he had sinned with Uriah, his wife, he decided I'm the king, so what I'm going to do, I was going to destroy him myself. So he decrees and he writes this letter with a stamp on it and closes the, 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 the letter and gives it to the captain, give it to Uriah. So he takes this letter, be unknowing to Uriah with his death sentence on it. Uriah trusted God. Uriah honored God. Uriah, he stood with integrity to the last step because he was honored his commitment to Christ. Well, are we uh, uh, honoring our commitment to Christ as Uriah? He didn't know his death sentence was wrapped up in this letter. He didn't know he was going to be put to death, but Uriah trusted God. Uriah honored the name of Jesus Christ himself. Uriah was a person and a man of integrity. Amen. A man of integrity. Why? Because it was an issue of the heart. One, the issue of the heart was that King David was deceitful, cynical, uncaring, and only thinking about himself and his flesh needs. Well, the wife of Uriah got pregnant, and the king decided, I'm going to fix this situation, and I'm going to call Uriah to go in, to go into his wife, so secretly no one will know what's going on. Well, two times Uriah refused to sleep with his wife or to drink with the king. And then the king decided, I'm going to take it into my hands. And he writes this letter, and Uriah says goodbye and goes back to the front of the line, right to the war fair was, right there, well, where the bloodshed was, right there, and trusting and believing that because God had called him to be a man of integrity, he was a man that loved God. He was a man that said, I will not sin lest I die. But Uriah knew God. In fact, Uriah's means, name means integrity. Integrity. Uriah's name means I am submitted.
Hallelujah. Neriah was a man that was sold out to God. Well, I can just imagine now the battle was hot and heavy. Things were going on. And I believe that one of David's own men shot him and killed him. Because when the guy went back, Sandy left a message that said, he's dead. And the Bible says at that same time that message was taken, and Bathsheba knew that her husband was dead, she cried. Now, in that cry, was she crying because she lost her husband? Or was she crying because she knew she had sinned? Well, I believe that it was both. That sin can get in your spirit and be, and you realize that you've done things wrong and you don't want to uh, repent and some things that you do, sometimes you can never recover again. And I believe that 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 Bathsheba realized what she really done. Well, of course, I could not refuse the king. I could not refuse the man who was the king because he could kill me. I could not refuse the man maybe because it was interesting to see that the king that was the king of a whole nation desired for me. Sometimes desires will get you in trouble. Even not just the actual thing, but the desire of things that are that's not for you. Desire to do have a big car, a new car when you you can't afford it. Desires to go uh, great uh, vacations when you really know you can't afford it. Uh, the desires, some of the desires will get us in trouble. Amen. So we have to be careful for the desires of our heart. In other words, I look up the word uh, Bathsheba, and and Bathsheba's name means the oath. So, can you imagine that 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 the oath that Bathsheba name means? I've sworn a, a oath. I only belong to you. So I believe that Bathsheba was crying because she realized that for her name's sake that she did not keep her oath to her husband. She believed, I believe she was crying because uh, that she slept with the King David. So we have to be careful of oaths and things that we do that it's out of the will of God. Because those things, those sins, will come back to haunt us as a people. Well, here David, realizing all the great mistakes that he's made, realizing the sin in the camp, and the sin was in the camp, was brought by the camp from the king who was in charge of the camp. Well, song story short, there was the prophet. The prophet Nathan came to count because God wanted to let uh, David know that he couldn't get away with anything. Amen. Sometimes people 
realize or think that you can get away with things, but we can't get us get away with anything when it comes to God. We might never know, we might never see, might not believe, but uh, God knows everything. Yeah, there's a lot of children right now that have been conceived that we might know their fathers or their daughters, but there's nothing that God himself does not know. And because the hand was the hand of God was on David, God let him know that you cannot get away with anything, so he sent the prophet. The prophet in the old days represented God. That's why uh, the God, the people, the prophets would go to God to get a word. Well, God take this word and took it to the prophet and said, "Now go and let De- and let David know that he sinned." You are my king, David, but I want you to know that you've sinned, that you've fallen short. You've you've fallen short of the glory of God. David, I love you, but you made a mistake. David, you've got to repent because you've made a mistake. David, you're still king, but you have to repent. And there's some things you will never do because of your sin. Well, here comes the prophet prophet began to talk to David, gave him a synopsis, so give him a strict story about how something happened, and David didn't realize that God was was trapping him to letting him know that he was going to make a mistake. So now, we go to 2 Samuel 12th chapter. Second Samuel, twelfth chapter. Second Samuel, twelfth chapter. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other one poor. Number two, and the rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds. Verse three, but the poor man had nothing save one little U-E-W-E lamb, which had brought and nourished him up. And it grew up in the house together with him. And with his children, and they did not eat him, but he owned him and gave him meat and drank of his own cup and laid on his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. Now here Nathan has these two examples. One is a rich man that has everything. Houses, cars, lands, lottery money. God, this guy has everything. He has everything. But God had blessed him this situation. But verse 2, chapter 12, talks about, um, 3, that the poor man. So now, I researched this particular scripture, and in this time, the, the Israelites, the, they have used the lamb as we do today as a cat. 
or a dog or parrot or a snake or whatever these kind of animals. But in the biblical days, they used uh, these smaller animals sometimes as little lambs, W-E-W-U. And they would take them in their households and they would raise them with their children. They carried them as if they were a far, far part of their family. And that's why it was so important to understand what was going on. Again, the king had everything, the rich man, but the poor man had nothing. Save one little you, that's the lamb, but nothing save one little lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. That lets you know that this particular lamb, he only had that one lamb. And that little lamb was part of his household. That house, this household of the inside, this this animal was a part of his family. Okay? And that one animal, David decided to take. And he was comparing this to how he took the wife of Uriah. The only thing he had was Uriah's wife. And that one thing that he had, the enemy king allowed the king to be used him by the enemy to be destroyed. That one thing had destroyed the rest of David's life concerning to building the temple. That one temple in our life, that one thing, that one extramarital affair, uh, 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 that one thing uh, that we do with our children, that one thing that we know our children don't need, that one thing that could destroy us for the rest of our lives because God doesn't want to use us when we have un- unused, unclean vas- vessels. And this what the prophet was talking to the king about. I want you to know that David the king, that said he was a man after his own heart, realized that he made a mistake and he repented. He repented to God. He repented to himself. He repented those things. Because he realized that he was wrong. Some of us don't, don't, don't realize when we're wrong and don't want to repent to God or nobody else. And that's why the Bible says that you shall reap what you sow because you don't repent. And because the loss, the law, L-A-W, says so. Sometimes God will allow us to continue until we repent. Sometimes he just lets us do things until we realize to our senses. But the Bible says that hell enlarges itself. But because David repented, David realized, David 
understood the word from the prophet. The prophetic anointing set before David a man of God that represented God, represented the king of glory, represented the alpha and the omega, represented the soon coming king, represent Jehovah, Tiscany, represented God. That David's kingdom was never the same again. And you wonder why his his king, his son, grew up to run after him to kill him. Wonder wonder why David ran to so many battles. Because when we put ourselves in a place with God, and we say to ourselves, we are named the name of Christ, and we realize the enemy is coming after us, whether it's food, whether it's drink, whether it's sin, whether it's not doing what God has called us to, when we recognize the enemy, run, recognize the enemy, because we don't know what tomorrow is bringing. Covert 19 is running in Amphit, not just in the United States, but all over the world. Covert 19 is killing by the thousands and thousands, and over 2 million right now. The, 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 the disease is running. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know if we're going to lie down tonight and never wake up. Hallelujah. We've got to repent from our shortfalls. Repent for those things that we know we've done. Hallelujah. Because some things no, people will never know. But God knows all things. For the word says that's nothing hidden under the Son of God. So we need to take on the heart of God. We need to take on his mind. Not the God that the mind of sin, but the the mind of God. And repent. And repent means not just repent and stay in the same direction, but repent means turn to on 306 degrees around and don't do it again. Hallelujah. For God wants us to have his mind, his spirit, his love, his companionship. Because we're all a call to the kingdom for such a time as this. For out of the issues of our lives, issues, 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 we are, we all have issues, issues, fat, want to get skinny, old, want to be young, issues in our life, issues, issues. We can't stand this one. We don't like that one. We have issues. Whites don't like blacks. Blacks don't like whites. Hispanics like everybody. Everybody don't like everybody. There's a heart issue in our life. The issues of our life. God's trying to tell his people that there are issues in our life that we got to get right with him. Because out of his issues, our issues, 
will determine where we will end up in eternity. But the issues in our life, those things really matter to God. That's why we talked about even, I think it's um, in the book of Romans 8, about giving your life to Christ. So if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, tonight is a good night to give your life to Christ. I thank God because I realized that while, since we've been doing this for over a year now, we're hearing from broadcasting from different countries, whether it's Iraq, Iran, um, 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 a whole bunch of countries, Africa, different countries. So there's countries listening uh, to this broadcast. And it's not about money. It's about touching and reaching the people of God. So out of the issues of our heart, and God can fix every issue, no matter what we've done in our life, even like David, the king, who had everything, but wanted to take somebody else's wife, somebody else's husbands. There's so many people out there right now sleeping with each other's husbands. But it shall come back because it's sin stinks in the nostrils of God. People are running around and having sex with people they're no, not married to. Homosexuality is running rampant. Issues, issues in life. Issues, issues in the church, whore hopping in the church, whore hopping not in the church, issues in life. God's trying to reach his people because of the issues in our lives, because God wants to save us and fill us and hold us and keep us in the, in the palm of his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you now, Father. We thank you for the word tonight. You can unmute your mind if you'd like to. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now, God, for the issues in our life, God. And we stand and we decree, God, in the name of Jesus, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every word that rise up in judgment, we shall condemn it, God. Oh, God, for the issues of our life, God, save us and fill us with the Holy Ghost. Wash us and cleanse us, God. God, that we want to be new creatures in Christ, God. We thank you now. We thank you for the Holy Ghost and fire right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you now, God. Save us all over again. Wash us all over again. Keep us in your will, God. In the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare that we shall walk on the high places of God. We decree and declare, hallelujah, that we're king's king. We decree and declare that the glory of the Lord, God, surround us and keep us and wash us in the Holy Ghost. God, we thank you now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We thank you now for the move of God. We thank you now, God, for our heart, God. God, help us, God, to have the heartbeat of you, God, in the name of Jesus. God, give us a heartbeat, heartbeat, that a heart beats for you, God. Keep us heart beating, God, in the name of Jesus.
Thank you, Father. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you. She's trying to get back in. Come on and open up your mouth and begin to rub it in right now. In the name of Jesus. We cancel the enemy assignment right now on the podcast right now. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we were standing proxy, oh God, for whatever needs to be done. Because the enemy doesn't like it, God, but we serve the enemy, the eviction notice, right now in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree, oh God, that you begin to move like never before right now. And Father, whatever the issues, oh God, that, that's trying to affect the process, oh, we cancel it right now. It's signed, it's sealed, and delivered up in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree, oh God, that you will move like never before in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God. That you use my mother like never before. And Father, we thank you, oh God, for the opportunity, oh God, that we're able to be in your presence right now in the name of Jesus. Father, you tell us the word that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but God gave us power and love and sound mind. And Father, we thank you, oh God, on the night, oh God. We thank you, oh God. And we begin to greet the issues in the matter on tonight. To be out on tonight. Whatever is bothering us right now, we're bringing it to the altar tonight. Whatever is in giving us nerves this week, we're bringing it to the altar this night. Whatever is on our body that we were saying, we're bringing it to the altar right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, release all God of the Almighty. Like fire, like never before on this room. In the Jesus, we get the saturated right now. I'm so sad. 
on tonight. Did you begin to put the hearts of men on tonight? If the message that when we leave this line, we will never be the same, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, O oh God, on tonight. Every back pain we call it, move me healed. Every leg pain we call it, we move it in the name of Jesus. We declare the unit right now. It's a form of low blood pressure, high blood pressure. We connect and go in the name of Jesus. Every form of Yes, Lord. Bring them up. Yes, Lord. Bring them up. Yes, Lord. Bring them up. 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 Bring them
Come on and tell the Lord thank you on tonight. Come on and tell the Lord thank you. Just tell him how wonderful he is. So how many, I want to know how many worshipers on the line tonight, y'all. How many worshipers on tonight? There's worshipers. The Bible says worshipers in spirit and in truth. He comes out. Oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah. the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Ah, tell the Lord, thank you. Tell the Lord, I'm not releasing this line until there's a, there's a breaking right now in the name of Jesus. And see, when I release it, that what God allowed me to release it, then I will release it. Father, we thank you. We thank you on tonight. We thank you. We thank you on tonight. We thank you on tonight. We thank you, oh God. We thank you on tonight. We thank you on tonight. We thank you on tonight. Handa robo soko that if we all together we can stand as a team, amen, to stand and proxy. See what the enemy, what the devil meant for evil, God is meant for is good. And he's allowed us to be in the room in this, oh God, because of fire, amen, is in the bottom of each and every one belly. How that needs to be released. I'm the rabbi said before you leave and before you close your eyes on tonight. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you on tonight. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you. Just give him a few minutes, amen. Give him that few minutes, amen. A few minutes. 
Give them that few minutes of your time. See, when you are worshiping, you can worship in season and out of season. Uh, even when you don't feel like it. Time to rubble. Just give them your time. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Lord, give me you right now, Lord. You always Lord, you Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Give me, oh, Lord. I want my I'm crying out to you. Rabba, shake and get up, say. Touch me, oh Lord. I'm on my knees. Give me you, Rabba. That's all he wants us to do, God, is just to give him him. All right, just give him just a little bit of yourself. Father, we thank you. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Give him your That's right. There's a release, amen, of tears that are flowing on this line on tonight. Lord, give you. When you are worshiping, hide the You, you're in the in the. He said he shall hide me in the secret of the tabernacle. So when you are a worshiper, hide the See, the enemy doesn't know when you're coming towards him because you're in a posture of worship. But when you're in a posture of praise, you've already handled, overcome, and received the victory. Oh God. He said, but all he just wanted us to give, just us give him that time. Everything. Come on up, let's go. You got two more minutes, two more minutes, two more minutes. Two more minutes. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. He cut that out so far, but they say. 
He can't do the book so Korabase. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord tonight. The enemy has been defeated on tonight. He has been defeated. No witch and no warlock is not even permitted to be on this night because they could lack unless they need to get a deliverance right now. In the name of Jesus, it's me, oh Lord. Anybody want to say anything? 
Amen. I'm opening up the floor. My God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 On tonight, amen, we thank everybody for tuning in to ELR Prophetic Shift. I am the CEO and founder of ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network. Amen. We have, every night we have powerful podcasts come together, amen, as one, amen, attacking, amen, the enemy, bringing down the uh, the kingdom of the enemy, amen, and gathering the kingdom together. Amen. So we can work together as one. And we thank God for everybody for tuning in. Amen. Hearing that powerful word from the prophet. Amen. Amen. I'll give the name on tonight. And we thank God for each and every one of y'all. Amen. I thank God uh, for Cousin Vita. Amen. On the line. God bless you. Amen. Just like I have an auntie up there on, on the line. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen, Sheree. God bless you. Amen. And many others I see that is on this line on tonight. Amen. On the podcast. Amen. Support. Amen. I'm the I'm mom, mommy baby. Amen. Amen. But we give God glory on tonight for what he is doing in this season. Amen. On tonight. Amen. And we tune in every every Thursday night. Amen. We have a mantle of prayer every Thursday night. Every Tuesday night we have in God's Word. Every Wednesday night we have Apostolic Alignment by Chief Apostle Rodney Tate. Amen. On Sunday, uh, amen. It's a Sunday morning manner. Amen. Which I speak on Sunday morning. Amen. Sunday night, amen. It's Sunday night closing at 8.30. Amen. We just give God glory for what he is doing. Amen. And many other days, amen. For those who want to become a guest, amen, on the podcast, amen, feel free, amen, amen, to bring, amen, what God has given to you, amen. You'll give us a call at any given time, given time. So as we begin to close out on tonight, amen. Father, amen, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Father, we thank you for the powerful word, amen, that was released from the prophet on tonight, amen. And Father, as uh, we begin to exit out of the room, amen, on tonight, amen, as we begin to sleep and rest on tonight, amen, for those who are traveling, amen, grant them traveling mercy on tonight, amen. As the accident tend to happen, we pray that the car does not crank up until the accident passes. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, amen, for those, amen, that had a time to come in, amen, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, oh God, for the opportunity, oh God, that we are able to gather together as a unit, amen. God has given us a, he said, when the rocks cry out, amen, if the rocks can cry out, we can cry out, amen. If the birds can make a sound, we can, amen, make a sound. How about that? If the animals can roar, amen, see, in this season, Father, you are producing a clarion sound, amen, and he's going to come back for a clarion sound. We got to produce that clarion sound against the enemy, amen. We can't go quiet anymore, amen, because, amen, the, uh, the enemy is at the all-time high, and it's time for us as men and women of God, amen, and, and the believers, amen, to step up to the forefront. And we just thank you, oh, God, for the opportunity, amen, for everybody coming on, amen, and anyone that, amen, that need a prayer, amen, amen, to just say if you have to. Someone that loved one that you need, amen, to be touched, amen, just call out their name, amen, and God's going to honor because of your request.
what God is going to honor exactly, amen, what you have done. Because, amen, it says the prayers of the righteousness of them as much, and we are the righteousness, and we thank you for the opportunity, oh God, and as we get ready to close out, amen, on this podcast tonight, amen, on a mantle of prayer on tonight, we thank God, amen, for that awesome word of God, amen, from a prophet of Slender Lane, amen, on tonight, and we just thank you. And we thank you for a family coming on and supporting and, and the people of God coming and supporting, not just to support, but they came to hear a word. Amen. A word of God through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Through this woman of God. And we thank you for the opportunity, oh God. And as we continue to close out on tonight, may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest, rule, abide in his kingdom forevermore. Until we meet again, amen. God bless you and have a blessed night.